Today on episode 256 of the Computer Tutor podcast, the story of Anwar Jitu and what you should do if you ever see his name on your computer. And we have a few interesting listener emails with some computer questions. Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Good morning and welcome back to The Computer Tutor Podcast. I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson, and I'm here every Monday morning to show you how to do cool things on your computer. And I like to do all that without the technical language, just regular everyday English that everyone knows. I do a lot of computer repairs every week, and I do a lot of it remotely. So if your computer's slow, or it has those fake Microsoft pop-ups, or you need help with setting up your printer, whatever, I can do all of that. Just give me a call at 727-254-9078, or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's computer tip can be seen at my website if you go to computertutorflorida.com forward slash 256. So let's get started. If you've listened to this show for a while, you probably know I'm on Facebook, along with about 2 billion other people. For me, there's some actual value in having a presence on Facebook. People see me there, and I do get a pretty fair amount of business from it. I think it's mainly because people want to deal with someone they feel like they know, rather than just, you know, randomly looking up someone online to fix their computer. But Facebook does have its drawbacks, and wow, have I seen a lot of that recently. Here's a message I got recently from one of my friends on Facebook, and this was an actual direct message. It wasn't a status update. This person sent me this message. It says, please tell all the contacts in your messenger list not to accept Anwar Jitu's friendship request. He is a hacker and has the system connected to your Facebook account. If one of your contacts accepts it, you will also be hacked, so make sure that all your friends know it. Thanks. Forwarded as received. That's the name, Anwar Jitu, that I mentioned at the beginning of the show. He's starting to become pretty well known on Facebook these days. If you got this message from one of your friends, what would you do? But wait, there's more. Apparently, Anwar Jitu is not the only hacker destroying computers through Facebook. Here's another one I got from a different friend. Please tell all the contacts in your messenger list not to accept Jaden K. Smith friendship request. He is a hacker and has the system connected to your Facebook account. If one of your contacts accepts it, you will also be hacked, so make sure that all your friends know it. Hmm, you know, those two messages sound sort of familiar, don't they? I wonder if there's some kind of connection. You know, if you're on Facebook, you probably received some of these same messages recently, but... Anwar Jitu and Jaden K. Smith aren't the only names being warned about. There's also Tanner Dwyer, Christopher Butterfield, Stefania Kolak, Alejandro Spilner, and Bobby Roberts. You know, this kind of reminds me of the old days of email. When I'd get a message forwarded to me by someone, they typically talked about some new virus that had just been announced by both AOL and Microsoft, and that there was no antivirus that could detect it yet, and that it would infect my computer and destroy my C drive, and that I better be careful, and I should also forward that same email warning to all of my friends. I don't really get those much 
at really at all anymore by email. I don't know if it's because some people just don't forward them as much now, or maybe it's because as soon as I receive one, I immediately respond to the sender saying, don't send me these anymore. Anyway, you might notice that there are some things that are common to all of these warnings. First off, there's a big warning. Secondly, there are potentially disastrous consequences. And third, always included at the end, are the instructions to share or forward this to everyone you know. Oh, and there's one other thing they all have in common. They are all false. They are hoaxes. There's nothing in them that has any connection with truth or reality. And this isn't the first time stuff like this has come up on Facebook. A while back, you probably remember seeing a bunch of your friends post what they thought was some type of legal announcement on their profile. That's because they read a warning that read like this. Everything you've posted becomes public tomorrow. Even messages that have been deleted or the photos not allowed. It costs nothing for a simple copy and paste, better safe than sorry. Channel 13 News talked about the change in Facebook's privacy policy. I do not give Facebook or any entities associated with Facebook permission to use my pictures, information, messages, or posts, both past and future. And with this statement, I give notice to Facebook it is strictly forbidden to disclose, copy, distribute, or take any other action against me based on this profile and or its contents. The content of this profile is private and confidential information. And there was another one, this is also on Facebook, that, that said, Now it's official, it's been published in the media, Facebook has just released the entry price, $9.10, to keep the subscription of your status to be set to private. If you paste this message on your page, it will be offered free. Otherwise, tomorrow, all your posts can become public. And I'll say it again, these things are all false. All of them. So what should you do if you get one of these warnings from a friend? Just delete it. Nothing to think about. No further decisions to make. Just delete it. Now, this is not the advice I used to give people. A while back, I used to say, Look, before you share something like this or post it on Facebook, at least research it to see if it's true or not. But I don't say that anymore. Sure, you can research it if you want, but you don't need to because none of them are true. And if you want to check on it, do a Google search on the name Anwar Jitu and the word hoax. What you're going to see in the Google search results are dozens or probably at this point hundreds of blog posts and articles and news reports about the fact that this stupid thing is still circulating around Facebook, even though it's completely false. So there's no point in wasting time doing research. Just delete it. Of course, if you want to, you could tell the person that sent it to you that what they're sending out is just a hoax. At least then they'll know about it. You could even send them to my blog post about this, which is computertutorflorida.com 256, and they can read all about it for themselves. And I know the people that are sending these things aren't usually doing it maliciously or to intentionally waste people's time or cause unnecessary panic or whatever. Mostly, these are people that just read something and just do what they're told to do, which is to send it out to everyone. But you're not most people. Now you know exactly what to do next time you see something like this. Just delete it. And before I wrap up today's show, I wanted to mention a few emails that I got from listeners this past week. First, from Mike, who lives a few hours from me right here in Florida, and he just purchased one of my freshly refurbished laptops. And he wrote, Scott, received the computer today. Thanks for the quick shipment. Just starting to set things up. Looks great. I really appreciate you offering these great computers at good prices. Thanks again, Mike. 
Well, thank you, Mike. Glad it got there safely, and I hope you get lots of good use from it. And if anyone's looking for a laptop, drop me an email, and I'll send you the full specs on what I have available. But these are Dell business laptops, Core i7 processor, 8 gigs of memory, so really great specs, and they're only around $400. Next up, I got an email from Rob, who suggested I do a show about the various power options and whether or not you should shut your computer down or put it to sleep or set it to hibernate. And he also said, thank you, love your show, wish it was more than one day of the week or longer. Thanks, Rob, that does sound like a good show idea, I'll probably do that. Probably just going to stick to one day a week, though. Sometimes I can just barely keep up with that schedule. And I got an email from Devin, who wrote, I love your show, your desire to help novice computer users gain knowledge in the field is commendable. I was recently hacked, and your show has helped me begin to understand computer networks and how I can better protect my computer. Thanks again for the effort you put into your podcast. I really appreciate it. And Devin also suggested I do an episode about a little trick called God Mode, which kind of consolidates a bunch of controls all in one place. And I actually did devote a Monday to that, but it's been a few years ago. In fact, I think it was even before I started doing the podcast. I've been doing the podcast for almost five years now, but before that I was doing my Monday blog and email, and those have been going on for probably more than 15 years now. So thanks for that idea, Devin. Probably a good idea to talk about that again, since it's something that really is pretty helpful. Then I also heard from Marie, and she says, I enjoy listening to your podcasts, and you've been very helpful to me. My question to you is the following. My laptop has Windows 7 Professional, which I love very much. And for a browser, I have Firefox and Internet Explorer 11. But I want to know if I can remove Explorer 11 and add Chrome. Or can I have all three on my laptop? My favorite is Firefox. I have a Dell desktop with Windows 10, but really not thrilled with it. I'm an 80-year young woman who likes to keep in the loop. I also have an iPad and Alexa. My children keep me up to date. Thank you, Scott, for any input you may have for me. Marie. Well, Marie, the good news is, yes, you can have all three browsers on your computer at the same time. You can have as many browsers as you want, actually. It's not very easy to take off Internet Explorer since it's part of Windows, but that's okay. You can just leave it on there, but just not use it. That's what I do. And good job keeping up with all the technology. I just got the Echo Dot myself, and that Alexa sure knows a lot of stuff. I probably will do a podcast episode about that pretty soon. Finally, we have an email from Victoria, and she sent me a message after last week's show about how I customized the Chrome web browser. She wrote, Hi, Scott, you are the best. I follow your tips assiduously. By the way, Victoria, I love your use of the word assiduously. Back to the message. Here's an FYI regarding making Chrome my default browser in Windows 10. I did that right away because Edge is very slow. What happened was that when I clicked on certain URLs, and a URL is just the name for a website address, when I clicked on certain URLs, I got an error message that said, Class Not Registered. I had to copy and paste the URL into the address bar to go to it, or some other workaround version. I did exhaustive research to solve this problem. Most answers involved serious meddling with the registry, which I'm unwilling to do. Somehow I figured out that the conflict was with Edge, and when I made Edge my default browser, those certain URLs opened in it, and most others opened in Chrome, as usual, and I never get the error message. I don't know which URLs need Edge until I click on them. I'd love to hear your take on this issue, Victoria. And I actually did already respond to Victoria's email, 
But what she has already found out is that the solution to this issue is not really an easy one. It does involve editing the registry, and I really never recommend anyone do that unless you really know what you're doing because there's the potential to, you know, mess up the computer pretty badly. So it's really a pain in the butt, and once again, we can thank Microsoft for this since they continue to insist that we use their product, which is the Edge browser, instead of the one that actually works better, which is the Chrome browser. And if any listeners have run into this and found an easy fix for it, I'd love to hear about it. So that's it for the email this week. And we talked about a bunch of fake Facebook stuff this week, but one thing you can always count on as being completely genuine is my gratitude when you support the podcast by shopping at Amazon through my affiliate link. And you know, it doesn't cost you a thing. Just shop on Amazon by going to computertutorflorida.com forward slash shop or click on the Amazon link at the top of my website. You pay the exact same price you'd pay at Amazon anyway, but when you use that link, it means Amazon sends me a little referral fee. So everyone wins. So how do you react when someone sends you one of these fake warnings? Do you tell them it's fake or do you just delete it and just get on with your business? I'd like to hear about it. And I'm always open to suggestions or questions that I can use for future episodes. You can email me at pctutor at gmail.com or you can call my podcast voicemail line and leave a message. That's 727-386-9468. You can call anytime, day or night, and I'd love to hear from you. And that'll do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless.